as of late, do you know what I've been doing? This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I believe that stories save us, and that's why I've spent my life immersed in books. First as a writing professor, and now as an award-winning author who leads women's writing and wellness workshops and retreats. I find that no matter how zen we strive to be, life rarely goes as planned. But stories are our steadfast companions. And since the last few years have brought huge transitions to everyone, including me, I wanted to talk to other women who have lived real lives and have been audacious enough to share all the messy, joyous, complicated bits. I thought I could learn a thing or two from them about writing and healing and about, well, being human. And it's been one of the greatest thrills of my life. So join me for powerful conversations with today's top women writers and wellness experts who go beyond the surface level and into that deep, raw, honest place, the heart of the story. Hi, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something with you that I'm not only amazed by, but really, really proud of. In the last three years alone, the writers in my community have published hundreds, hundreds of articles and essays in major magazines. And in addition, 15 of them have published their books. I could not be prouder of this as a coach and as a teacher because I feel like my sole professional purpose on this planet is to raise writers' voices. And I am specifically seeing great immediate success in the course I teach that's called Publish the Personal. It's a fan favorite. It always sells out. The writers in that class have been published in places like The Sun, The Boston Globe, Brevity Blog, but eight of them, eight have been published in the New York Times as of late. It is blowing my mind and it makes me so happy to see writers finally getting results because I know so many writers who want to get published They don't know where to begin. They go down the rabbit hole of Google searching where to submit their work. Then that is time consuming. Then they don't know what the magazines want or they submit something and then it gets rejected and then the rejections are piling up and it takes a toll on the psyche. So the actual getting published part is really troublesome and feels almost like a great mystery to most writers. And I designed Publish the Personal to be the antidote to that. It's a six-week course, and it begins January 10th and runs through February 14th. We meet every week on Wednesdays, and I teach you step-by-step exactly what the magazines are looking for, the formula to write essays that editors cannot resist, and then you get deadlines, your pieces are workshopped, by me and the group, 
and then you submit. We submit as a group so that no one can go, oh no, I'm just going to leave this on my laptop. (laughs) And we do that three times. You write and submit three different pieces throughout the six weeks, and it yields such great success. If this is something that interests you, now is the time to join because it's already half full. (laughs) The people in my community get first dibs. And if you're wondering how to get first dibs in the future, you can join my newsletter community on my website, nadinekennyjohnstone.com. At the bottom, you can see how to sign up. Those people always get first dibs and often get special discounts, priority enrollment. So the class is already filling up very quickly. But now through Cyber Monday, you can sign up for the class and it is discounted. So I hope that you'll join me in 2024 to finally get published so that you don't spend another year with pieces of writing on your laptop that never see the light of day or worse somebody else publishes that piece that you were born to write and publish. We don't want that. Let's make 2024 the year that you finally get your pieces published. The links are in the show notes, but you can find out all the information at nadinekennyjohnstone.com. All right, let's dive into today's episode. I have been thinking a lot about what I need right now in the world. That's always where I start with whatever I'm writing or whatever I'm talking about. When I try to think about what anyone needs, I think about what I need right now. Because of everything that is going on in the world, heartbreaking things. I, like many of you, have felt overwhelmed and anxious and sad and any number of feelings. And I've been trying to see and reflect on what's helping. It's not solving the world's problems, but what's helping me? And I wanted to share some of these things with you so that you might have a little bit of light, ease, joy, laughter, love in your day. So today I'm going to share five things that are helping me right now. The very first thing I want to share with you is a podcast that is helping me so much every single morning. Most mornings I wake up and I go move my body somehow. I either drive to the yoga studio or I go for a jog on the beach and come home and do some weights. And whether I'm driving or I am jogging, I am listening to podcasts in the morning, and I only listen to podcasts that bring happiness and growth and love and ease into my life. No bad news. (laughs) And I recently stumbled upon a podcast that is really, really just bringing a daily dose of hope. It's called It's Going to Be Okay. And it's by Nora McInerney and her team at Feelings & Co. And every day, they post a seven to eight minute episode in which she and listeners share one okay thing. So it's going to be okay. The caveat is that 
They're not promising that everything is going to be okay because that's a lie. If you are a human on this earth, you know that not everything is going to be okay and certainly not all at once. But the way that we get through our days and find joy and lightness is by focusing on at least one okay thing. Nora often shares her essays on that podcast where she talks about an okay thing or she reads out loud an email that she got from a listener sharing an okay thing or she plays a voicemail from a listener. These okay things make me smile every single morning. I'll be driving or jogging and I'm giddy to myself whether she's talking about corgis and their cute little butts or she's talking about a weird meal that a relative always makes. It doesn't matter, but it brings so much lightness. And Nora's been through some really, really hard things. She lost her first husband and her dad all within a very short period several years ago. And then she wrote about these experiences in her different books. And so you probably already know her name from her books and podcasts. Um, Most recently, her book Bad Vibes Only was a viral sensation, still is. She has another podcast, Terrible Things for Asking. So she knows about hard things, and yet she still finds an okay thing each day. And that is bringing a lot of light into my life. The second thing that is helping me right now is something on Substack, a newsletter on Substack. It is Elizabeth Gilbert's Letters from Love. This is just a delight. (laughs) Many years ago when I heard Elizabeth Gilbert talk about this practice that she does where she writes a letter from love every day to herself, I thought, gosh, I hope one day she teaches a course on this. And I loved this practice so much because it was actually somewhat similar to an an innate practice that I do in my journal where I write a letter from my wise woman, as I call it, my wise self to my current self. And so because I see the benefit in that, I just thought, oh man, I hope one day she talks more about that. And guess what? A couple of months ago, she started this Letters from Love Substack newsletter. It's not just a newsletter. Each week, she shares her own letter from love from her journal, straight from her journal. She does a little video where she reads it out loud. And then she, for paid subscribers, has a guest come on and read their letter from love. And then there's kind of like homework where you are given a tip on how to more deeply write a letter from love. So it might be focus on terms of endearment, or it might be how could you be kinder to yourself this week, especially around body, many different things. So you get guidance and it inspires you to write your own letter. She has had incredible guests on most recently, Sarah Bareilles, the week before that, Abby Wambach, Young Pablo was on. I mean, star-studded lineup. And it 
every Sunday when it comes into my inbox, it makes me happy and I save it for myself as a little treat that I get to do during my alone time. So if you are in need of something that might help a little bit, you can either write yourself a letter from love or follow Liz Gilbert on Substack and you will see the wonder and beauty of that practice. A third thing that is helping me right now, books as always, are my steadfast companions. I will say it over and over and over again. They have been my saviors, my teachers, my everything. And one that I read recently, I just devoured it very quickly. It's called A Well-Lived Life by Gladys McGarry. This is a memoir by a 102-year-old doctor (laughs) who shares six secrets to health and happiness. And wow, to get the perspective of someone who is over a hundred and who has spent their life as a naturopath and to see what truly makes the difference, what matters, what actually sustains health and happiness, it's so powerful. You know that she's speaking from experience, not only doctor experience, but life experience. And it puts things into perspective and it feels so powerful. Sometimes when I read these sort of like health wellness books, I feel worse about myself because I feel like I'm never doing enough. And oh gosh, you know, I thought I was doing that thing right, but is it actually slowly killing me? You know, I just start getting um, scarcity mentality, like I'm not doing enough and I should be doing this or that. And it's very shameful. This book was not that at all. It's very holistic. It's very powerful. She has a lot of different examples and it just felt, it felt like validation. Like, you know what? You're, you're actually in the right place. Your, your head is in the right place. You're, you're on the right track and here's what else you can do or a perspective shift that you can have in order to maintain balance and equilibrium in your head, your heart, your body. Loved it. A Well-Lived Life by Gladys McGarry. A fourth thing that is helping right now, speaking of naturopaths, is having a support team. So when I am feeling anxious, overwhelmed, I have now a couple of people that I can turn to. One is my naturopath. Another is Ann Baker, who's been on this podcast, who I stumbled upon, gosh, seven, eight years ago. She is many, many things. But one of the things that she does with me is a lot of IFS work, internal family systems work. And it is so deeply powerful. And so when I get overwhelmed and anxious, I turn to my husband, Jamie, my sister, I turn to my naturopath, I turn to Anne, and I just start gathering the support team, team Nadine, who can help me so that I'm not going it alone. And it makes all the difference But it's one of the hardest things because when we are hurting, it's it's hard to ask for help. And it also takes great effort uh, to find the people that we trust. 
with building that support team, I often start by just asking the people around me who they trust. That's how I found my, my naturopath. My sister goes to their team and that's how I discovered them. And, you know, it's just like how to make this overwhelming task feel like it's doable, but also reminding myself that when I'm feeling whatever feeling to talk to somebody else. And while I'm not a therapist or any kind of expert in that realm, I do know that for me, what always helps is having a team around me. I feel very grateful to have a a few trusted individuals And sometimes we have to search for them and sometimes we stumble upon them and sometimes they are recommended and sometimes they're right underneath our very noses and we forget that we can turn to those people. And then the fifth thing that is really helping me right now is doing things that make me feel alive in my body. I did a post about this on Instagram and sent a newsletter about it, uh, sharing a funny video of my birthday present to myself, which was to go water skiing. When I turned 40, I wanted to learn how to water ski. And despite my fear of injuring myself or whatever else, I went and I did it and it was awesome. (laughs) And I felt so alive. And it's been part of my goal this year, and especially as of late, to do things that make me feel in my body and not just in my brain, which is where I spend the majority of my time. Recently, we visited my family in Illinois, and we went to a trampoline park, an indoor trampoline park. And I loved it because I went to go pay at the counter, and the guy said, okay, so one ticket for your son. And I said, oh, no. And I was standing there with my 60-year-old mother. And I said, oh, no, three tickets. We're all jumping. (laughs) And he looked at me like, what? (laughs) And there we went. Me, my mom, my son, we all jumped around and laughed. And it was so fun. And it was so silly. And it just delighted me. And it's something that, that makes me feel young again. And I was talking to my son about this because he just, he wants to stay a little kid and he, he doesn't want to grow up too soon, too fast. He likes the age that he's at and he's liking some recent independence that he's been developing, but he confided in me that it's kind of bittersweet. Like he likes the independence, but he's feeling less and less little kiddish. And I said to him what my mentor, Ann Baker, has said to me about this kind of like nesting doll analogy, which is that it's not that you grow up and then you're only the age you are. You have the nesting dolls inside of you. And so inside of you is your two-year-old and your 10-year-old and everything else. And when I'm on a trampoline, it's like my inner 10-year-old is having a grand old time. (laughs) And I love it. It reignites this silly, fun side of me. And I've been doing this in many regards. So ever since I 
went to, maybe it was Flora Boley's retreat a couple of years ago where we did a lot of dancing. I've been trying to incorporate dancing a lot more into like a regular wellness practice. But more recently, I realized that I never sing. I have a terrible singing voice, totally off key, awful, awful. And I'm self-conscious about it. So I never sing. And as of late, do you know what I've been doing? I have been singing at the top of my lungs and it feels so good to move that energy up and out and through my throat and to sing and hear my voice. So yesterday when I had the house to myself for an hour, I put on some Megan Trainer music, like it's just fun, silly dance music, and I belted. <laughs> I belted the songs, danced around in my living room, and it makes me feel alive. I've also been playing a bit of pickleball, me along with the millions of other people who have gravitated towards the sport. And it's just fun to be in a game mindset where I'm not also thinking about my to-do list or something else. And while we could be thinking, well, who are we to do these silly, fun things when there's so much heartache going on in the world, it's exactly the reason why I do these fun, silly things It's the antidote for me for all the hardness. It is the thing that reminds me of my aliveness. When I am living, I am trying to embody my human experience and soak up any moment that I have of that when I have it. So those are the five things that are helping me. When I post about this on Instagram, please let me know in the comments what's helping you, the books, the podcasts, the movies, the experiences that are helping you right now. And if this podcast is helping you, please share it. (laughs) Share it with a friend, post about it, email about it. Let's spread the news about the things that are bringing love, light, joy, happiness to our lives. And if this podcast is one of those things, I would be so grateful for you to share it. Thank you, Michelle Rado, for being another part of the things that are helping me. You are on Team Nadine, and that makes me really happy. (laughs) So are you listeners. You're all part of Team Nadine. You are one of the many, many things that brings so much joy to my life. All right. Remember everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week.